Hey guys, what's going on? Scouse here. I'm joined to my left from Nate. Down below we got Shadow. And we want to welcome you to our second episode of our career retrospectives. Nate, you want to announce who we are going to be going over this week? Absolutely. So, I do hope y'all came to play tonight, because I definitely came to play tonight. We're doing the awesome one, The Miz. And it looks like it's going to be a really good discussion from what I can gather. There's a lot to talk about with this guy that might not be immediately noticeable on the surface. He's a very polarizing guy for a lot of reasons. Uh, but I think we're going to be diving into this pretty good tonight. I'm, I'm excited for it. Before we start, if you are watching this video on YouTube after we post it, just hit a like and subscribe. But who does everybody want to see for our next episode? We're leaving it up to you guys. Next week, so go ahead. we're gonna be we're gonna be doing an AEW superstar next week. We're gonna go a little bit different. Um, so we're gonna target an AEW superstar. Um, whoever we either see the most, or whoever gets the most likes, comments, upvotes, whatever, um, we'll we'll do that. Um, whoever the superstar is. What's your thoughts, Shadow? One sec. As he disappears. <laughs> so we got one person already well, saying John Moxley. I think Moxley's at first choice either, but we'll see what the we'll see what the fans have to say over the next few days. And I'll throw I'll once I, I what I'll do is once we get the names in here, I'll drop a a poll on uh, YouTube on uh, Twitter so we can get some good votes on there too and see what's going on. All right, so start us off, start us off, Nate, with uh, with the Miz. All right, so to kind of give you guys just a, I mean, as brief as I can be about this man's career because he's done a ton. Um, we all know that he was a reality star. He was on the Real World. He was also on a bunch of other reality shows. Um, I, I can't even think of any of them off the top of my head, but um, his Miz persona was actually created by him on the Real World to. Um, as a professional wrestling character, and he wasn't a wrestler yet. And he actually, you know, caught eyes from a company called UPW, which is Ultimate Pro Wrestling. Um, they're based out of California. Ultimate Pro Wrestling has had a lot of uh, big names come through in its day. Um, Edge and Christian are alumni from there. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, um, the Road Warriors, Diamond Dallas Page, just tons of big names went through there. And he actually went there before he went to WWE. And when he went to WWE, they signed him to a developmental deal um, after he was on Tough Enough. He was on Tough Enough, um, and he actually didn't win. He was a finalist. He was a semifinalist, but he didn't win. Um, but they liked his work ethic, and they liked his dedication, and they loved his character. So they signed him to a developmental deal. Anyways, um, the guy who won, Daniel Pewter, I think is how you say his name, he was gone in less than a year from developmental. He was cut, fired, gone out of WWE. And the Miz is still here in 2022. Um, so he came up on SmackDown in 2006. And ever since then, he's pretty much been full-time. He hasn't missed much time at all. Um, aside from that one time when he had that knee injury a couple years back. And even then, he was still making regular TV appearances to further feuds. And, you know, put over younger talent and do his Miz TV segments. Um, the dude is as dedicated as they come in all honesty that was the um, most recent time with uh john morrison wasn't it 
Yes, it was. Where That's he, the only time he's missed an extended period. Where he was in the wheelchair and he was using the yep. uh, water guns and everything else. Yep. That was fun, though. Um, that was still a fun time. <laughs> there were times where he'd miss, like, five or six weeks to go film a movie. Um, but it was always a WWE studio movie. that, And he just came right back and was right back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Throughout the course of his career, he's, he's actually won a lot more titles than I thought he did. He is a two-time WWE champion. Uh, eight-time Intercontinental Champion, second to only Chris Jericho, two-time United States Champion, and eight-time Tag Team Champion with five different partners. Um, he won the Money in the Bank ladder match in 2010, and he was a, he won the briefcase off of Otis a couple years back. Um, 14th overall Grand Slam Champion in the company's history. Um, first ever two-time Grand Slam Champion, which means he won all four titles on the Grand Slam list at least twice. And he was also the mixed match season one winner with Asuka. Uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you guys remember that, but he was um, he teamed up with Asuka. There was Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss and Charlotte and uh, Team uh, Little Big. Yeah, Team Little Big. Charlotte um, was with AJ Styles. Just a AJ little Styles. a little hint about yep. the OC connection. Yup. Um, and he actually is one of the very few people who can say that they. Oh. WrestleMania 27. Um, so yeah, the dude is—he's been around. He's been around forever. He's got all kinds of accomplishments. But what we can really dive into now is our own opinions on the guy. Um, so I'll actually, I can start over with Shadow here. Shadow, we're going to talk about his in-ring skills. How would you? What would you describe them as? As in in-ring style. Watching the Miz for the last 14 years on my TV. Just give or take how long he's been on our TV at this point. 16. Um, I'm just letting you know it's 16. We don't want to shortchange him two years of his career. Well, I started watching him at 07. Okay. So, anyway. But <laughs> since then, I've watched his skill develop well in the ring. He's become, he's become one of a, a ring general, if you will. He can carry a match now. Especially in the last eight years he's been able to carry high profile matches um carry storylines like nobody else but in the ring he's just a solid worker you can't you can't argue with him and he's very um he doesn't get injured very often so he's very careful with how he he moves around so on a scale to ten I give him a solid six and a half Okay. Scales? So, I think The Miz has developed probably into one of the most trusted members of the WWE roster in regards to people who work with him. Like, he can be put into any spot, work with anybody, and they know that he's going to either, one, get a great match out of them, or two, make sure they're protected. And make sure that it's a safe experience for everybody involved. I think... When he started out, you saw his little, like, he thought he was the best, and he was making mistakes, doing everything, and I just, he has grown so much from then till now. So, if we were basing it off of how he was for the first couple years of his career, it probably would be in the low threes or fours. But based off of everything that he has accomplished throughout his career, and and how he has grown, I'm going to give him a solid seven and a half. I like that. 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, the Miz works a very safe, conservative style, and as a result of that, he doesn't get injured. Uh, he had one freak injury over the last 16 years that put him on the sidelines for a little while. Um, and, you know, that's in 16 years, that's phenomenal to only happen one time. Um, he can work with pretty much anybody that you put him in the ring with and up his game to match them. And he can also be trusted to put over new people who might not even have in-ring experience. Bad Bunny, Logan Paul. Like, he made them look absolutely fantastic when he worked with them. And because of that, they're on a, they're, both of those men are on a higher level of respect from the fans and the locker room. And that Miz deserves a lot of that credit because he knows how to work with people. He knows how to put over people. His selling is so underrated. Um, I would give him a solid seven, seven and a half out of ten. Also, in regards uh, to the two that you were mentioned with Bad Bunny and uh, Paul, they actually put the work in, so you got to give them credit as well to oh, yeah. the way they did it. But oh, he made them look like they were in the business for five, six years. Yes. <laughs> and so, this is going to be the one that I think we might even all have the same close to the same agreement on um it's promo skills <laughs> gals if you want to start with this one go for it it's 10 probably <laughs> one of the best in the business okay <laughs> um i mean there's just been so many promos that just put him up way above the rest of them and yes he mm-hmm. does the same shtick every week he does the Miz tv and it can get tiresome but he just knows how to reinvent himself with through the promos, and it just works so well. Absolutely. Shadow? A nine? Okay. Because sometimes his voice arcs the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, fair, I point. fair point. Fair <laughs> point. But, no, realistically, I'm still sitting at a nine, but realistically... He can carry, he can literally do a story from the mic and make you truly hate him or truly love him. Mm. Like, he, he's one of the very few that can blur the lines between reality and wrestling when it comes to his mic skills. So, to me, it's a nine because that voice just, no, I can't sometimes. <laughs> I, uh... Realistically, like, especially what he's doing right now with Dexter Loomis, like, they haven't had a match, but this storyline's been going on for what? Uh, I went to Raw what two months ago almost at this point. Mm-hmm. It's been about ten. It's been it about ten weeks, now. I would say. And mm. and they're just they've not wrestled once, and the story between them is amazing. And we're still just focused in on it. We're looking for Dexter like, Loomis every like, week. Like that's a credit to Loomis as well, but like Miz is able to carry it and. Yep. Promos on Loomis who doesn't speak. I, so, I honestly don't think anyone else could have helped introduce Loomis to the main roster crowd better than Miz. I don't think anybody could have. Johnny Gargano. I was just gonna say the only other person is the one they just introduced into the story as well, and that would be Gargano. <laughs> but like overall, Miz had a whole rap scene with Morrison, like which had no business being that funny. No, I don't be reason even being that good. Mm. It, it wasn't uh, good. It wasn't good. <laughs> hey, hey, ho, ho. Scal's gotta go. <clears throat> Bye. 
but uh, overall, yeah, he's a he's a solid performer on the mic. It's hard to hard to argue that. So I I agree completely. I actually I feel completely confident in saying this. I give him a ten. I put him up there with guys like Dusty, with guys like Stone Cold, with guys like Punk, who are elite mic workers. I believe that he is just as good on the mic as anyone else that's ever been in the business that's not named Paul Heyman. I think he has plenty of elite, memorable, like, iconic promos that we can, we'll go over those later. I'm sure we're going to. Um, but the, the dude is legitimately one of the best mic workers to ever, ever grace professional wrestling. So I give him a 10. And it's hard to argue with either any of our assessments on this one. <laughs> so this is going to be the interesting one for me. Probably the most interesting and maybe most divisive. I'm not sure about it yet. Babyface work. And so I will actually kind of start this one off. So the the Miz is a natural heel. We all know this. It's because of, you know, his background and, you know, the uphill battle that he had to face from the beginning. So over the years, he has actually gained the respect of the WWE Universe, of the fans, of the locker room, and he's one of those guys that you want to get behind. But it just doesn't feel right to get behind him. So even if they do turn him babyface, they don't. It, it doesn't work very well for a very long time. His feud with Shane McMahon was just super weird to me. Because I'm like, The Miz is not a babyface to me. But when he is a babyface, he's actually semi-decent at it. But not... He's not like a Daniel Bryan type babyface. Or a, a, you know, a Eddie Guerrero type babyface. Or Rey Mysterio. But he, he's decent. So I give him a 6 on that. Uh I don't even know where to start with this. <laughs> the bulk of his work, and the best part of his work, is when he's a heel. Yes. He's had his baby face times, but they are not the ones that are as memorable as everything he's done as a heel. Right. And that's part of the problem, is you don't remember them. So it's hard to describe how good he actually was within those. Um, because everybody goes back to some of the best things that he's done in regards to with Damian Mizdow <laughs> when they were both together. Um, and that's probably the only one that I really remember of when he was a babyface, when he was with that. And it wasn't even a true babyface. It was like a tweener. Right, it was just because it was so over with the crowd. Right. It wasn't meant to be the baby face, but it turned into that. And then he got turned on by... Uh, who was the... Maurice, normally. No. I just saw this earlier today. There was a female involved in it. It wasn't Maurice. Yeah, yeah shush. <laughs> um... Where they, where she turned on him, went towards Mizdow, and then turned on Mizdow again. So it was like a double turn. But I think like his babyface work to me, it's like a four, four point five. I, I can see that. Shadow. This is babyface work. It's a two for me. Ooh. That was a good explanation. 
and as a heel, 9.9. Just saying 9.9 as a heel. I'm not giving him full 10, but I'm giving him 9.9. So, I mean, we can, yeah, we'll dive into that too. So, Shadow, explain your uh, your 9.9 heel rating for this him. Man, this man can get you so heated in the... He had a little girl being pissed off when he cashed in his first ever money in the bank. Like he he, he angry Miz girl every money that <laughs> night in 2010 when he cashed in on Randy Orton. Like you knew it was coming, but he did it in such a sneaky way. Even Ed can't even do touch that one. It probably was and the like, second best cash in of all time, in my opinion. Again, when I say that he is so good at blurring the lines between wrestling and reality. But he's a heel. He can make you truly hate the person. And the that reason that you believe that he believes every word that he's saying. But that's it. You, if you, even if he doesn't believe it, he sells it with such conviction that he believes what he is saying that he makes you believe. Mm-hmm. And that is the ultimate heel that you can have. Makes you believe. Okay, Scals. <laughs> Um, I want to say you want to go with a 10 because of how good he was but I'm going to lean with a 9 on this one just because like like Shadow was saying he gets to the point where you just want to turn off the TV because you're so pissed at him but that's what (laughs) makes him a great heel because it makes you he makes you hate him with everything he does, probably for the first six years of his career, I could not stand The Miz. Like, I hated seeing him on the TV. Mm-hmm. And I've just grown to appreciate everything he has done. So, he get, he gets a nine for me. So, I will probably give him a nine and a half, personally. Um, I do put him up there with the top heels in the history of pro wrestling. You know, guys like Roddy Piper, Edge, Randy Orton. Um, you know, those guys that when they were on screen, they just pissed you off and they, they were so good at it that it made your blood boil. That is the Miz. That is, he is the epitome of what a heel should be because even guys like Edge and Randy Orton and Roddy Piper, they got cheered quite a bit because they were so, they could blur that. How, how do I just, how do I say this? You blur the lines they between crowd that you're like oh we know this guy's not really a bad guy i guess is what i'm saying but with the miz he's so good at it you're like this guy's an asshole like (laughs) i hate this guy so much i mean you guys both talked about it and because you believe that he is that person and that's where you know he blurs those lines yeah no i was saying believe oh yeah believe yeah so i would give him a 9.5 based on his pure believability as a heel, because some people lack that, um, and he just—he does not lack that, and he's an iconic heel. His credibility as a heel is just insane. Oh yeah, like it is off the chart. And and so that that is where we can kind of segue into the next area here, and because I'm guessing that the your biggest non-match moment from the Miz is going to be a promo of some sort. That's just my guess. That's so, all. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think we all probably might have chose a promo. I'm not sure. So I'm going to let Shadow go first on this one, and then Scales can go. 
So what is your well, favorite non-match moment that did, the Miz has had? Did you want to do the overall body of work? Because I think you missed that. Oh yeah, we could we could do that. Um, Hold on, so I guess. Sorry, that was my bad. So his <laughs> his overall body of work, I guess. The babyface thing kind of hurts him. Um, he un- he's not going to be on the level of guys like, you know, technical wise, his in ring work. He's not going to be on the level of guys like Shawn Michaels, like Owen Hart, like Bret Hart. As much as I hate Bret Hart, um, <laughs> he's not the greatest technical wrestler of all time, and that that holds him back a little bit. But he can still work with a lot of people, and combine that with his heel work. Um, I'd say overall his body of work is an eight out of ten, and I, I might be being a little generous, but. I seven. say, based off of the heel work and his promo skills, I'm giving him an 8.25. Okay. I'd say we have reverse. You went 9.9, dude. I think his heel work and his promo work definitely elevate it for me. Um, they're so, his, his heel work and, like, and his promo work are so iconic. It brings him up to that upper echelon, that that eight or higher, to me, in my opinion. Um, right. So, Shadow, your favorite non-match Miz moment. What would that be? It comes in 2019 with his feud with Shane McMahon. Ooh. Okay. Had a promo that was so real that it's arguably one of the best promos he's ever cut in his career. He went absolutely deep dove deep diving into Shane McMahon, calling him trash, etc., stuff like that, referencing him as Shane Mc... He felt so bad for Vince McMahon for having him as his only son, stuff like that. It was so real, and the, it, it was just great. And then my honorary mention is the Talking Smack segment oh, with Daniel Bryan. Bastard. Because that was genuine, <laughs> genuine heat. <laughs> And Shadow just Shadow just stole my my non-match moment. <laughs> I'm glad we all picked we all picked different favorites though, so I like that. Go ahead, guys. I mine was the talk and smack between him and Daniel Bryan. It just was so real because you know everything that he was saying, he truly meant it, and he truly believed it at the time that Daniel Bryan was doing everything he possibly could to avoid getting back into the ring with him. And it was like he was just purposely like, I'm not like just it just was so good. Like I've I can watch that anytime I see it pop up. And like it, I don't know. It blurs that line too because you don't know if like Renee Young is sitting right there. She's like, okay, well, well, we don't need to go like this. Like you're like, is she being for real or is this st-? like I don't know if this is real or not. It was but, def- it was definitely a shoot promo. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my god, so iconic. That that was the only like. You think about Talking Smack, that little segment that they did, that post-show segment they did after SmackDown. That was amazing. Name another segment that's even close to that level from that. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. I want to say... Maybe John Brett, but that's not even even that close. Right. I want to say Paul Heyman on one of the most recent ones that they used to do with him and Kayla Braxton. I think he (laughs) had a real... He had a really good one on there. Mm-hmm. I think that would probably be the only thing, and that's just because Paul Heyman is just so good on the mic. Yeah, Paul Heyman is in a different... Like, there's guys who cut the best promos ever who are, like, 10s, and then there's Paul Heyman who's, like, a 12. Right. So, like... Oh, yeah, God. Paul Heyman, 
in that category. Yep. So my favorite non-match moment is also a promo, but it's a different promo than both of yours. So August 21st, 2017, Roman Reigns and John Cena are in the ring. Out comes The Miz. As the, he was the Intercontinental Champion, he had Maurice and The Miz Taraj with him, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Um, and the crowd was booing him to, to hell until he opened his mouth and started talking. And he said, how many moments do you two get? Honestly. And the crowd, like, immediately was right behind him. They're like, you're right. Fuck these two. Roman and John Cena suck. Like, they were booing the hell out of him. And the second he said that one sentence, they were immediately behind him. And, like, I can't even do the promo justice by quoting any of it because it's just so good from beginning to end. I highly recommend going and watching it on YouTube because they do have the whole thing on YouTube. WWE's YouTube channel does. I watched it, like, five times the other night just to see how much it... If, it, <laughs> if the impact lessened and each time, and it didn't. It was still just... Holy shit! I, I've done that with the Triple H promo with the with CM Punk since mm -hmm. CM Punk's come back. I've done that like every once in a while. I'll just go throw that back yep. on because of how much it actually resonates now yep. to what happened recently with CM Punk and how Absolutely. Triple H was right on the nose with everything he said. <laughs> so the crowd like immediately got behind him, you know. And by the time he was done cutting that promo, the crowd was like screaming for him. They were all all in on this guy and that was probably the moment where after at that point it had been 10 11 years of the miz just pissing me off i'm like you know what i fucking like this guy like that was it for me that was that moment for me and i remember watching it live too just wow something else man um legitimately one of the best promos in the history of raw in my opinion um but how many times how many miz promos can we throw up there there's three that there's, you just mentioned there's so like, many there's so many yeah, there's a lot there's <laughs> so, a lot so what, test of time. Right. So what might not be quite as easy as figuring out, because of his in-ring style, is figuring out a favorite match from The Miz. This one took me a minute. Um, so, Scals, did you uh, manage to find one? I did. You thought was favorite Miz match? My favorite Miz match was the four-way, the Fatal 4-Way at Extreme Rules 2016. Motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> With Cesaro... KO and uh, same Sammy as Sammy. It just like it just highlighted everybody's everybody's in ring technique is like everybody's personality just highlighted everything so perfectly. Oh yeah. It could possibly be all four of those best match in a ring, like in for the multi man ring. match, not a singles. Right. But I just think that was probably the best match that I've ever seen the Miz be in. Shadow? Um. So, mine comes from 2018. And it's The Miz versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. That's a good one. I felt like that was just a great match between the three of them. And I believe, if I if I remember correctly, the Intercontinental title was... Mm-hmm. And obviously everybody knows The Miz is literally a worker of the IC belt. And to me, those three demonstrated why they all deserve to be champions in their own right. But uh, the that's just my favorite best match. Other than his cash-in on Randy Orton in 20. Right. So my um, 
Uh, fun fact, I guess. Um, the Miz has not held the Intercontinental title since he lost it that night. It's been four freaking years. And that just blows my mind. Really? Um, but, yeah, he hasn't held it since then. Um, my favorite Miz match is also that Fatal 4-Way from Extreme Rules 2016. That match was just wild from start to finish. They told so many great stories. They kept up with the KO and Sami Zayn beef the way that we needed. Uh, Miz and Cesaro had their own thing going on, and then like they, the the storytelling was just incredible in that match, and like it's one of the best Fatal Four Way matches ever, like ever, and yeah, Miz could Miz definitely benefited from having Cesaro and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the ring with him, but he also played his part to perfection. He stole the win at the last second, just like you expect a heel to do, and it pissed you off. So. I think Cesaro took the pinfall, if I remember correctly. Um, but it was still just excellent, excellent match. I, I, I agree with uh, Scales on that for my favorite one. Unaram mentioned, if I may, yeah. because we talked about it in the heel promo of him, his Night of Champions match in 20, September 19th of 2010 against Daniel Bryan, where Daniel Bryan was the rookie. Yeah. He was the pro. That, that probably stands the test of time in their rivalry. And I really oh, yeah. enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, he hasn't really... I mean, I guess he has had quite a few of these. Um, he's kind of had a little bit of a roller coaster of a career also, kind of like Dolph Ziggler, but in different ways. So, if you were to think of, like, one of the lowest points of the Miz's career, what, what kind of sticks out to you guys? Shadow? Come back to me. <laughs> Scouts. So, I have two. The first one was at the very start of his career. He's undefeated. He's on his little mini run. And he loses to the boogeyman in less than three minutes. Mm, yeah. It kind of derailed him at the start of his career. Because I'm curious as to what would have happened if that never happened. Right. The second one is when he lost the U.S. Championship to Bret Hart in 2010. <laughs> there was no need for that to happen. I forgot about that. And <laughs> and that just, like, he was on such a roll. Everybody was getting behind him. Uh, yes, he was the heel, obviously, and he, everybody hated him. But that's what made him great. And then that just, like, it slow, like, it put it to a screeching halt. And then he mm -hmm. just, it took him so long to build back up from that. I just, like, those two, to me, were the, the two lowest points of his career. Okay. Shadow? So, to me, considering the work he was doing around this time, was when he had to take a backseat to Roxy. Yeah. Like, that's the lowest, especially as the face of the company at the time. That's probably the lowest point you could hit. Is that when, after he main evented WrestleMania, and then the next year he had a fight to get onto the card? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was that was like my next one thinking. <laughs> yeah, that, that point for me. So, my first thought that went through my head was the zombie lumberjack match, but I went back and watched it against Beast. When I went back and watched it, it was actually kind of entertaining, and yeah, it was stupid beyond stupid. But we've seen so many stupid things in pro wrestling that who cares, you know? But, like, 
Miz, his antics in that match actually made it way better than it should have been. Um, so I had to circle back and find something else, and I ultimately, I, I kind of just settled on uh, his knee injury because um, that's the only time he's really seen significant time off due to, you know, due to an injury. And the thing is, even when he was injured, we, he didn't really suffer for it. He was still on TV. Like... But he wasn't in the ring, and obviously we want to see a guy like that in the ring. So that that was my low point for him personally. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. And for a guy, I like how none of us are. Yes, yeah, sir. Like how none of us are agreeing on these points. Right, because there's so many different like. Well, everybody. There's no wrong answers. Everybody but, looks at everything differently. Also. That's exactly what I like about it. Like. Um. I you think know, of those two losses as probably two of his bigger losses on his career because those could have derailed everything. And he fought oh, through yeah. it and actually just made him stronger on the other side of it. Well, yeah. It, um, there's uh, one promo that I watched from him that was in 2000, 2010 or 2009. It started backstage, and he was standing next to the locker room. And he was saying, there was a time where I wasn't allowed to be in here because... I ate a bag of chicken over a refer or a piece of chicken over a referee's bag and spilled like two crumbs in it. I was banned from the locker room for six months. I had to go change in the public bathrooms. And he starts walking through the arena and eventually comes out uh, out onto the ramp and starts talking more. And he's like, I don't care what you people do to me back here. I will not quit. And that, I mean, back then we should have known that he was going to be as respected as he is now because of that. But. So the story was the referee's bag, but it happened to be JBL's bag. Yeah, it was that was JBL's. <laughs> I do but remember that in now. The promo, in the promo, he says it was a referee's bag. Right. So I wonder because if he made it back. For his but, backstage bullet. Right. But then he called out JBL in his promo anyways, so mm -hmm. I do yeah, remember that uh, now that Shadow mentioned that. <laughs> That's a promo I highly recommend watching also. Because uh, it was There's probably one of his first great promos. There's just so was, many that yeah. you can go back and watch. You could just watch a you could watch hours and hours of Miz promos and just be mesmerized by everything that you see. Mesmerized. <laughs> there you go. I would love to see and I know Scouts actually hates this man, but I would love to see a promo battle between MJF and the Miz. <laughs> And you stole yeah. and you stole what my dream thing was. <laughs> I think it would because it was really good to me. It wasn't a match. It was going to be a promo between them two, <laughs> a promo battle. I feel that. So, <laughs> aside from dream matches, what what would we like to continue? You know, what would we like to see from the Miz in the future? Something new that we haven't seen. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things. He's only he's 42 years old. Um, but he still is in great shape. He still he can still go and wrestle a twenty minute match any given night of the week. So like he's not a guy that's getting gassed after twenty you know ten minutes. Um, I don't necessarily think something new from him, but he deserves another lengthy reign. As well, head. as well. Oh yeah. Okay. He's worked his ass off. He's brought relevancy back to the IC belt, and has given you. Countless comedy moments, countless memorable moments. Um, he's the one willing to work with a lot of these celebrities. Bad Bunny, Jake Paul, all them, or Logan Paul, excuse me. 
you know, you know like how can you deny him one more opportunity because you know his career is coming to an end soon probably He's not yeah. Right. And and he's got two young daughters at home and I'm sure he wants pristine as it is now. And I think the longer he goes, it's not gonna end well. Right. I think giving him obviously not at this current moment, but before he's done one more maybe a six to eight month ring. I could see that. Scouts, what would you like to see from the Miz? So swap that world title with the IC belt? Give him that and make him the lo- make him the person who held the belt belt the longest throughout the entire history of the belt. Because he is right That's now right, eighteen days short of doing that, and he needs to get the no- the next reign. Because I think right now he's tied. J- Chris Jericho right now has the most reigns at nine. Yep. His next reign would put him at nine as well. It would tie him with Chris Jericho, and if you give him that lengthy reign there, it would put him at such a high number. No one else would be able to get to it. So I actually I kind of had the same thing also. Um, I would love to see him. I would love to see him not only tie Jericho's record, but if he's going to be here for a few more years, I'd say he'd get, break it. Be the first time. Be the first ten-time Intercontinental Champion. Because over the last 10, 12 years, nobody has defined that belt the way he has. Not Cody Rhodes. Not Big E. Not, uh, not the Roman Reigns even. Like nobody has defined that belt the way he has. He countless times he won the belt and plucked it out of obscurity and made it the most must see thing <laughs> on TV. <laughs> like, because he was he was the IC title holder for most of Brock Lesnar's reign where he was never on TV. So he was the guy on TV putting on these matches every week, putting on promos, putting in feuds, busting his ass. And that was in 2016, like, right? Yep. Yeah, it went from. Love... Good. Sorry. I would love to see him break Jericho's IC title record because he deserves to. Um, I would love to see him break the reign for or break the record for most days spent as Intercontinental Champ, which currently is Pedro Morales, and he's only like three weeks shy of it. Um, he's 20, Jericho 22 had... days. I'm actually looking it up right now for the history. Right. <laughs> Jericho with nine reigns only held the belt for like 311 days or 318 or something like that. It's actually those two numbers. It's 318, but only 311 is recognized because of the tape delays. Okay. So like, what what good is the IC title if you're holding it for a month at a time? That devalues it. How many times has The Miz held the title for six, seven months? At least four that I could find. (laughs) Like... He's put great runs into it. So I think he deserves that. 167, 169, 188. Uh, let's see. Those were his two lengthy ones. Yeah, he's got a couple of long ones in there. I mean, even And then he has... He played this from a back rider intercontinental title run. Thank you. Then he has the 85... <laughs> Then he would have 49-76. So he's had significant title runs with it. Yes. And speaking of things The Miz deserves, I think we can all pretty much agree on this next one. Should he be in the Hall of Fame when he retires? Yep. Slam dunk, right? No issues. I mean, (laughs) 
this is where I might polarize people. I think he's the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Simply because when other people wore it, Randy Savage, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, the belt had prestige. It was credible. When The Miz won it, most of the times it wasn't, and he made it that again. And that's why I think he's the best of all time for the IC title. So, right. Well, Miz bought the title from, oh, cool, it's just an Intercontinental title match, to, holy shit, it's an Intercontinental title match. Who's the Miz facing? Right. <laughs> so, I agree. I will say, I will say that starting in 2014 is when it was losing its credibility and Miz started to bring it back. Um, It probably had credibility all the way up until Cody Rhodes held the belt in 2011. When he lost it, it started to get flip-flopped around to people that I don't think deserved it. And that's what brought the credibility down. I don't think... I was going to say, Wade Barrett is a guy who deserved to have that title, and he held it, I think, four or five times, but none of his title reigns were any good. They booked him like shit. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think Miz deserves a Hall of Fame. Really? No, I'm fucking with you guys. He does. 100%. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way that you would think a two-time Grand Slam champion does not deserve the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Which, Seth Rollins is now the second two-time Grand Slam champ winner. Yeah, because he won the U.S. belt. Yep. So, going to dream matches, um, what would we like to see him? I mean, anybody, any company, obviously, alive or dead, what would you? Have, what dream match would you have liked to see The Miz in? So, like I said before, I didn't really have a match on there. I had a promo between him and MJF. That was my dream scenario. Mm-hmm. Um if I'm going to go with a match, though, it's kind of hard. Like, Because there's so many people that I think could actually have a good match with him. But it's who is he going to make bring the best match out of, so to speak. Um, I don't know. I, like, I really haven't given that much thought of who I can actually have in the match. Because the first thing that popped in my head was him versus MJF in a promo battle. <laughs> and honestly, if it's given... WWE constraints, I think Miz torches him. But if it doesn't have WWE constraints, I think it'd be pretty close. I think it'd be hard to figure out who's the best. I agree. And looking at my notes here, the thing I wrote, obviously, a promo battle with MJF would be crazy. (laughs) The first thing I wrote there on my notes. So yes, that was something I thought of too. But when it comes to matches... I would have. I would really like to see Miz and Morrison versus the Young Bucks in a tag match. For one, I think that would be a lot of fun. Miz could be the anchor for that match, because uh, you know Miz Morrison or you know Morrison and then the Jacksons. They run all over the place. They're fast paced. Miz could kind of be like that anchor to help you know the heel beatdown of the babyface Young Buck team. You know what I mean? Um, and then another one that I thought of was Miz and Roddy Piper. I thought it would be a fun match and fun feud. They were both stellar heels on the mic. Oh, so, man, I miss Piper. Miz and Piper, they have very similar in-ring styles, too, so I would have I liked it. And Shadow. Miz and Darby Allen, I think. You know what? You're probably right. Darby Allen is built a lot like uh, Bad Bunny, really short and skinny. Miz, Miz spits on great matches with guys a little bit smaller than him because, like I said, he's a ring general, so he allows them 
to control, in a sense, what they want to do. So having them hit all their high offensive moves, etc., Miz allows that to happen. Um, another one I'd like to see is Miz and Sting, but not current Sting. You know, mm-hmm. WCW Crow Sting. Yeah, I think that'd be a great match. And then touching on another one would be Razor Ramon and Miz. Yeah, that would be I would that would be awesome. And if, you know, if you put it that way, it's got to be Miz versus Razor. Who is the greatest IC champ of all time? Because those are the one and two in my opinion. That's not counting Jericho's title reigns. The number of title reigns, if, in my opinion, does not automatically make you the best champion of all time. Ric Flair is not the best world champion of all time. Yeah, he held it 17, 18 times. I guess yeah. I don't only wait for 16 count, but right. he's not the greatest of all time. I don't think he's even close. No. No. Um, Neither is Cena, in my opinion. A they, lot of those titles were just handed to him because they had nowhere else to go with that yeah that's another topic for another day <laughs> yeah well, whenever we decide to tackle john cena we're going to be in here for a couple hours i was checking out um, the AEW roster i'm curious as to how miz would be with brian pillman jr i think i mean mm-hmm. if if pillman jr was pushed a little bit better because he is really good i think that would be interesting i think also, that would be an interesting matchup speaking on AEW guys miz and lance archer i feel like would be really fun but i also really like lance archer that's another topic for another time too but yeah like, I, I like him i like him too he's he's someone you they should use more often than they do yeah um so i so was half the roster so I mean, this the talking about the Miz seemed actually a little straightforward. We all had very different opinions, but the thing is, with the Miz, there's so many different things to choose from that he's done. There's no wrong answers. We're not gonna. I mean, I say one thing, Shadow says one, Scale says another, and we're all like, good fucking point. Like the Miz is one of the best to do it. I mean, he might not be the best, most flashy, or you know, most decorated. But he's legitimately an icon of the pro wrestling industry, and I, I just I think I think he deserves his spot in the Hall of Fame. I think he deserves to be a headliner for whatever whatever year he just gets inducted. Um, so, does anyone else have some final thoughts on the Miz? Other than he's awesome, I don't know. So, I took I took down everybody's ratings on what we thought based off of each category. Right. So. If I average together hour three plus, what is that? Kane is the one that's in the chat. I don't want to say it wrong again. Kane, yeah. Okay. So for the in ring, uh, we averaged of 7.13. For promos, we averaged 9.75. For babyface, we averaged 3.63. For heel work, we averaged 9.6. And Overall body work, we average seven point eight one. I, I mean, yeah, that's. I just seem thought, far out. Pretty solid numbers aside from babyface work. But. I just thought that was pretty interesting, like, because he was the only one that that participated in how we were voting. So I just figured I'd add his into ours. Um, another thing before Shadow offers his final thoughts, if you have any. 
Um, I highly recommend watching the IC title match from Raw 25, the 25th anniversary between him and Roman. The crowd was behind Miz the entire time, and he got a You Deserve It chant when he won. And I thought that was huge. Because he was still a heel. He was a heel. Yeah, he might have benefited from people just hating Roman Reigns as much as they did back then, but... Yeah, it was uh, still a cool moment, because the crowd exploded when he won. Yeah, it was also in Brooklyn, so... (laughs) That was the match that was in Brooklyn. Not at the... uh... Yeah, it was at the, the Barclays Center, I think. Yeah, not at the Manhattan Center. Right. So, Shadow, any final thoughts on The Miz? Not really. I mean, like I said, I've been watching him since I was a teenager, so I'm now full-ass a grown adult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been watching him since 15, 14 years old. Right. And, like, this man consistently on my TV. Like, he's not been released for budget cuts. He's never, barely not on TV. He has starred in some shitty movies, but he's still doing work. He stays out of trouble. And I don't know if you've ever... I think we've had this discussion a couple times. On Miz and Miss it, he gets to kind of be himself. He's yeah, fucking, like, fucking hilarious. He's a funny dude. I mean, him and... He married probably arguably one of the, the hottest females of that era. Mm. Yes. And she's Canadian, <laughs> so you know. I'm Canadian. I'm all for that because she's Canadian. This is an honorary Canadian, in my opinion. So <laughs> It's so funny when, when they speak on the show and she's talking to Canadian. He's trying to understand and he just nods. He's like, yep. <laughs> the, the, the repertoire him and Marjot have on Miz and Miz. Like, I, I just love it. Right. So... If um, if anyone is watching this on TikTok right now, I'm gonna be posting a I'm gonna be posting this on this clip on TikTok. If you are watching on TikTok right now, hit my comments, hit the comments that are in, that or whatever is being posted. Let us know what AEW superstar you want to see us tackle next Thursday. Any AEW superstar is available for free game. We'll take whatever one we see the most, and we will do that. And we'll have an announcement for you guys hopefully Monday on who we're gonna who we're gonna work on. Shut up. And you can't see Tony Khan because I don't want to deal with Tony Khan. Uh, yes, wrestlers nope. only right now. We, I will not host that one if you if that is what is picked. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tony Khan. It'll just be an hour roast fest. I yeah, because there will not there will be nothing good said about him, and we actually want to enjoy what we do. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Cam se- Cam got censored. I feel like it says giant balls. Am I oh, right? Yeah, Mrs. Balls, I can't forget that. This has got Miz has gigantic balls. You know what? I'm gonna say this. There was that segment where Maurice got I think it was their anniversary. It was like three or four weeks ago. Those big balls. Yeah, with the giant balls in the fucking room. That was funny as shit. And the mid and uh <laughs> and uh Loomis popped them. Yeah. And then, like, so Maurice, apparently Maurice screwed up. She was supposed to fall face first into the cake, mm-hmm. and she did But they still just kept it going, and Loomis and Miz made that hilarious, and I don't care what you said. She also had a nip slip in that segment. Oh, yeah. And I, I like the fact that uh, Gargano has brought that up with uh, Loomis playing with Miz's balls. <laughs> God. 
Um, so yeah, next week, AEW Superstars. Um, we'll go over the comments that we saw in here too. Don't worry, uh, Kane. I see ya. Kane, I, I see ya. I have um, I have them written down who they were suggesting. And uh, you'll probably see me post a clip of this tomorrow after Scales gets it on YouTube tonight. Um, I'll probably post a clip of this tomorrow so that we can get it going on TikTok. So, want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Nate, want to let them know where they can find you? So, um, I'm going to go ahead and put my TikTok handle and whatnot in the comments. So, my personal is going to be the first one, and then our group page for the Wrestle Bros. Those are our TikTok handles right there. Ignore you, Nate. I'm not going to ignore you, Sammy. You've been in here the whole time. I don't remember. She said, you said like seven different people. Yeah, I have them all written down. She had Moxley, Christian Cage, Paige, and Omega. And Omega. So four. All good choices, too. So, Shadow, where can we me, find you? I, you can find me right now currently in the TikTok jail. Um, Again? <laughs> don't ask. I get out in two days. But, uh, yeah, you can find me on TikTok at that guy, Shadow91. We also have a TikTok for the Off the Top, which I don't know if Shadow has been using lately or not. But um, the last video I did promoting this earned seven hundred. Nice. You could find me on um, on Twitch, which is where we are live now. Scouse twenty four. We have the Off the Top channel on YouTube, and then I have. And off the top Twitter account as well. So I'll be dropping those in the description of this video. And Kane, don't worry. We got you, bud. And want to thank everybody for coming out. Nate, always enjoy this. And Shadow, you my man. Glad you're here with us. Hope to you see you guys again. Right. Hope to see you guys again soon. Next week. Same time, same channel. We'll be discussing an AEW wrestler. Hope to see you there. Peace out. Nice. That was a good show. Very fluid conversation.